0: Let's hop in the car. How's the trunk space? And turn up the radio. Millions of people turn on the radio to listen to me. I'm Jared Hall from Entertainment Weekly, and here's what to watch this weekend, Friday, January 29th through Sunday, January 31st. We're counting down the weekend's top five must-see picks from TV and movies, but first, here are your entertainment headlines. Emmy and Tony-winning actress Cicely Tyson has died. She was 96. She got an Oscar nomination for the movie Sounder in 1973 and received an honorary Oscar in 2018. Among her other film roles were The Comedians, The Help, and Fried Green Tomatoes. On the small screen, she starred in the autobiography of Miss Jane Pittman, for which she won her first Emmy, as well as King Roots, and How to Get Away with Murder, where she received five more Emmy nominations. She won a Tony in 2013 for the play The Trip to Bountiful. She reprised that role the following year for a Lifetime movie, for which she received another Emmy nomination. Actress Tamzin Merchant has broken her silence ten years later on being the original Daenerys Targaryen, and the pilot of Game of Thrones before being replaced by Emilia Clarke. In an interview with EW, she says filming the pilot was a great lesson, explaining it was, quote, an affirmation about listening to my instincts and following them, because I tried to back out of that situation, and during the contract process, I did back out. I was talked back into it by some persuasive people. Then I found myself naked and afraid in Morocco and riding a horse that was clearly much more excited to be there than I was. You can read more of her interview at EW.com. And TV pioneer Norman Lear will receive the Carol Burnett Award at this year's Golden Globes, making him just the third recipient ever. Lear, who's now 98 years old and still producing new television, created shows including All in the Family, The Jeffersons, One Day at a Time, Mod, and Good Times. The 78th Golden Globes will air Sunday, February 28th, live on NBC starting at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific. Tina Fey and Amy Poehler are returning as hosts. Lifetime is keeping the biopics coming after last week's Salt and Pepper story. And today's number five pick is the network's take on Wendy Williams. Sierra Payton of Tyler Perry's The Oval and Netflix's She's Gotta Have It stars as the controversial talk show host who executive produced the biopic herself. The movie follows Williams from her early days as a shock jock on New York City radio to the success of her syndicated talk show. And along the way, covers her struggles with addiction, her health complications, and her relationship with her now ex-husband, Kevin Hunter. Here's a preview.
1: It's your girl, Wendy Williams, on the mic. I am here to stay. Wendy Williams is not going anywhere. I'm going to come in like a hurricane. So, Whitney, are you still using drugs?
2: He wants to give you a talk show? Millions of people turn on the radio to listen to me. You're the star.
1: I am going to tell it like it is.
2: I'm becoming a real business. And I've been trusting you to take care of all of that. You're self-indulgent, you're narcissistic. You got a coke habit. He's having a baby with her. Before I had you, I had me. And not you nor anyone else have the power to take away my gifts.
0: The biopic includes many infamous moments Williams fans will undoubtedly recall, including her collapse on the air in 2017, her contentious divorce from Hunter, and her notorious 2003 interview with Whitney Houston. If you thought it would gloss over moments like that, well, you don't know Williams. Wendy Williams The Movie goes on air Saturday at 8pm on Lifetime. Calling all football fans with no games this weekend as we await this year's Super Bowl, Netflix is offering up a new docu-series that might be up your alley. We are The Brooklyn Saints, our number 4 pick for this weekend, is an inside look at an inner-city youth football program in Brooklyn geared toward boys age 7 to 13. The four-part series follows the team over the course of a season, spotlighting the young athletes' personal stories as well as the coaches and parents rallying behind them. We'll see the boys celebrate victories and overcome losses, both personal and athletic, and grapple with the pressures of adolescence as they work to propel themselves to a brighter future. Take a listen.
1: Rule
2: number one. Rule number 2 Rule number 3 Blackford. They say it takes a village to raise a child. The Brooklyn Saints is that village. We teach the kids fundamentals of football. We teach them how to be young men. If we play well this season, we get a chance to go to Florida and play for the national
0: championship. Who wants to go to Florida?
1: The coaches. See what you can do, but yourself, you don't know what you can do.
0: If that preview is any indication, you don't have to be a football fan to enjoy this series. Any fan of inspirational real-life stories will love the Brooklyn Saints. You can take the field with them on Netflix right now. Number three. There's more inspirational drama and even a little more football with our number three pick, Palmer, Apple's latest original film, stars Justin Timberlake as the title character, a former college football star whose career was shattered when he was imprisoned for 12 years. After his release, Palmer returns to his hometown and tries to rebuild a quiet life for himself. Soon, though, he forms an unlikely bond with Sam, a gender-nonconforming boy from a troubled home. Here's a little bit from the trailer. I'm glad you're back. I imagine it's going to take some time getting used to you just got to get yourself back out there.
2: Palmer, you were All-USA player two years in a row at Riverside? Yes, sir. The whole lot's changed.
0: That boy, that's Sam, his mama took off. He'll be staying with us till she's back. You know you're a boy, right? As he forges a connection with Sam, Palmer's life improves, but his past threatens to tear apart his new life. You'll probably want a box of tissues handy for this one. Timberlake and his young co-star writer, Alan, who plays Sam, recently interviewed each other for EW's Around the Table series. Here's a clip from their conversation.
1: What's your favorite memory from our scenes?
0: Oh, man, I have so many. But you know what? One of my favorite, one of my favorite um, moments in the movie uh, for your character and that I've thought you were just brilliant in
2: uh, was the moment where where you tell the lady in the grocery store who's telling me, you have no business raising a kid, you're nothing but a criminal, and you tell her she can mind her own ass. And then we walk outside and I look at you almost like a, like a child and I say, I'm doing good, right, and you say, Real good. That's right. And, that, and
0: the way you delivered that line, young man, was, oh, every time I watch it, I get all up in my feelings. Thank you. You will definitely want to check out that full Around the Table video. It's available on EW.com. It's so much fun. Palmer is directed by Short Circuit star and filmmaker Fisher Stevens, and it also stars Nebraska's June Squibb, Raising Dion's Alicia Wainwright, and Ted Lasso's Juno Temple, and it's streaming right now on Apple TV+. Wedding planning is never easy. There are so many decisions to make. Do you get a band or a DJ? How do you seat everyone? Should you have a buffet? Well, actually, that last one was easy to answer for the title couple on Bob Hart's Abishola. The bride's firm opinion on buffets while discussing her nuptials is our soundbite of the week. No buffet. Really? Uh -uh. This
1: is a wedding, not a sizzler. (laughs)
0: Well, we have to imagine at least one wedding reception somewhere has been held at a Sizzler. Bob Hart's Abishola airs Mondays at 8.30 on CBS. Before we get to this weekend's top two picks, we need to take a quick break. But first... It's trivia time. Denzel Washington is starring in a new movie on HBO Max. More on that soon. But first, a question about the Oscar winning actor. Washington told EW that he, quote, never looked at the original film to prepare for his role in what remake? The Manchurian Candidate, The Taking of Pelham 123, or The Magnificent Seven? Stick around for the answer what to watch. We'll be right back. Wherever you get your podcasts, you can also find us online at southernliving.com/slash-biscuits-and-jam. Welcome back to EW's What to Watch. Number two. This weekend's number two pick is our choice for the best late-night show in the game, Showtime's Desus and Mero returning Sunday for season three after almost two months off. Host Desus Nice and the Kid Mero adapted quickly and brilliantly to pandemic production last year, turning their show into a laid-back and hilarious hangout over Zoom as they welcomed guests including Janelle Monet, Dr. Anthony Fauci, and even former President Barack Obama. There's no way to know what the upcoming episodes will bring, but you can bet it will be just as entertaining. We discussed the upcoming season with EW's resident, Desis and Mero superfan, and TV critic Darren Franich on the latest episode of our What to Watch video series, available this weekend. Take a listen. Darren, you spoke with them recently for our March issue. Everyone's going to have to be patient and uh, wait for that hilarious interview. But from that chat, what do these two have in store for us coming off that season two high?
1: Um, you know, season two was just such a announcement season for them. Uh, these are guys who've been together in some capacity for a lot of years now. Their previous series was on Viceland, on Showtime. It just seems like everything has really accelerated for them. Um, you know, season three, uh, one thing that they kind of stressed was that the big difference in a way, different for a lot of us, indeed for the entire world, is that there's no more President Donald Trump, which they actually view as kind of an interesting aspect of their show. Uh, I think, you know, these is kind said that in a sense you kind of always had to talk about him even if even if you didn't want to so in a way they sort of feel like in terms of their comedy they cover a lot of ground they do internet viral bits alongside of political things alongside of a little bit of everything so i think in a way they almost feel like there's more ground they get to cover um, but you know there's definitely a lot of questions going into season three for them as there is for everyone else um, they're still currently planning on filming remotely which i kind of think their show has gotten even better in some respects since they filmed remote remotely. But it's very kind of touch and go when they may return to the studio, whether it'll happen in a few months, in the summertime, who knows anything. Um, But I think as season two really showed, they're really good at working with that confusion and finding a way to kind of do what they do, uh, even if they're, you know, zooming remotely from home as as the rest of us are now.
0: Deces and Mero are back at it Sunday at 11 p.m. on Showtime. And before we switch gears to our number one pick, when Darren spoke to the guys recently, he also asked them, what you're watching? Listen, I've turned into a complete couch potato. I
2: don't think you have enough time for the rundown. Well, listen, um, <laughs> what is it? What well, I just finished. Oh, the uh, the airline stewardess. What is it? The, the, flight, atten- the flight attendant? Flight, flight attendant. Loved it. Loved it, super good. I did not expect it to be good. And then I was just like, whoa, that really caught me out there. I've been, You know, I'm watching so many shows, I'm forgetting the names of some of them. And then even worse, the way my brain works, it completely mangles names of shows. So I watch a show and then completely change the name to something else. So there's that show about the kids and they're like in ballet school, but for some reason in my head, I keep calling it Pretty Little Feet. And it's not Pretty Little Feet, it's like tiny- Pretty Little Liars? See, I'm getting confused with Pretty Little Liars, which I'm also getting confused <laughs> with. It's like a ballerinas on a. It's a show, tiny um, pretty things. Yes, tiny pretty things. That and then um. Oh, and um. Your Honor, Your Honor. Then I'm I'm not being paid by Showtime to say this, even though it does no. run on Showtime. Yeah, that show Christmas. is really good. That like every now and then, because every now and then I'll be on Showtime. I'm like, yo, what is this? And then every now and then, like at the end of it, I'm like. We did that. We did that. And that, that, and um, what was the other one? Um, oh, Good Lord Bird. Good Lord Bird. That. Shout out to Onion. The actor that played Onion. He killed it. He killed it in there. So, yeah, I'm just How watching. Beautiful. every. Also, also, of course, King of Queens. King of Queens, can't go wrong. Which apparently is on like five times a day, and I watch every episode like it's the first episode I've ever seen. I tell you. It's the new it's the new Law and Order, bro. It's the new SVU. <laughs> it's everywhere all the time. Recipes to other spoon, you know what I'm saying? The God. God. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, not for me. I'm like, bro, I'm in the house with four kids. Like, when I binge myself, like, all I've done is, bi- is re-binge. Like, I've re-watched The Sopranos, like, four times already <laughs> start to finish. Because the other TV, like, input that I have in my life, like, you want to ask me what I've really been binging? Paw Patrol, Peppa Pig, you know what I'm saying? Some random YouTube series called Ninja Kids. Like, my kids are running the, t- it's like jail. Like, they got control of the TV You know what I'm saying? Like, I have no, no,
0: and that and sports. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm like, uh, I'm this close to being a a degenerate gambler. Wow, and I thought I watched a lot of TV. To recap, they said The Flight Attendant, Tiny Pretty Things, Your Honor, The Good Lord Bird, The King of Queens, The Sopranos, Paw Patrol, Peppa Pig, Ninja Kids, and sports. I'm just going to say it. These guys should host the Emmys. And now our number one pick for this weekend, The Little Things. The new movie from director John Lee Hancock is a 90 set L.A. noir headlined by a powerhouse trio of actors, Denzel Washington, Rami Malek, and Jared Leto. Washington plays Joe Deak Deacon, a deputy sheriff in dusty Kern County, California, whose glory days as a Los Angeles cop are behind him. When he's sent to the city on an errand, he teams up with Malik's hotshot Detective Jim Baxter to solve a string of murders. Enter Leto's suspicious mechanic, Albert Smarma. Here's a preview.
2: You're not exactly a department favorite.
0: Things probably changed a lot since
2: you left. You Still gotta catch him, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Not that much has changed then, (laughs) right? I can assure you all, we are taking a 24-7, all-hands-on-deck approach to these cases. Guy's a shark. If he stops, he dies, he likes to drive, probably has a decent car, maybe two, high mileage.
1: You must really like my car.
0: I do. How's the truck space? And just like that, we have ourselves a smoldering mystery. In her review of the film, EW's Leah Greenblatt says that the 1990 setting gives the movie a distinctive tone while freeing it from the constraints of modern crime-solving technology, and that while the little things may not be as thrilling as other serial killer tales, its slow-burn story and character development make it a unique and uniquely moody detective yarn. You can watch it on Spool on HBO Max right now. And now the answer to today's trivia question. Denzel Washington told EW that he, quote, never looked at the original film to prepare for his role in what remake? The Manchurian Candidate, The Taking of Pelham 123, or The Magnificent Seven? The answer, 2016's The Magnificent Seven. Washington told EW that he, quote, didn't go back and look at the original to prepare for the movie, preferring to watch the film that inspired the 1960 Western Akira Kurosawa's Seven Samurai. That is our show for this weekend. We'll have more news and must-see picks for you on Monday, so be sure to follow or subscribe to What to Watch so you don't miss our daily recommendations, more of which can be found at EW.com. I'm Senior TV Editor Jared Hall. You can find us on Twitter at EW, and I'm at Jared Hall. Thanks so much for listening, and have a great weekend. One, two. What to Watch is written by Tyler Akalina, edited and produced by Joshua Heller, produced and hosted by Jared Hall, and executive produced by Shana Naomi Crockmall and Carly Usdin.